You're listening to Trending with Timmy. So, what's trending? I am really looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be challenging. It's going to intrigue many of us to think deeper about the topic of divorce than we have before. My guest is Layla Miller. She's the author of Primal Loss, The Now Adult Children of Divorce Speak. Layla, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Timory. I'm so glad to be back here with you. It's great to have you. You and I, a couple weeks ago, and if you'd like to go back and reference that episode if you're listening now, talked about a recent book that you came out with. It was really the follow-up of uh, kind of impossible marriages redeemed, right, and telling the stories of people who have been through the most difficult situations. It was an incredible testimony to fidelity to the vow, even in infidelity at times. But this week, I want to dive into your work of telling the stories of adult children who parents divorced at some point in their life. To get this conversation going, though, I have to tell you, there's this article I read back in 2017 that to this day is kind of one of those articles that is just kind of tough for me to swallow, but it's a cultural narrative about divorce. It's basically this woman writing about how she's a part-time mom uh, and how divorce has been good for her and her kids. And she even talks, for example, about how she'll be so sick of them by the time it's you know getting toward the end of her week with them yet she misses them desperately when it's getting toward the end of her downtime without them and she'll talk about how ultimately she says though being part-time mom and not having to have my kids all the time really makes me a better mom because I'm more checked in and can do things that my kids shouldn't be exposed to I know you read the article what are your initial thoughts here on this Right. So I read the article in my when I got my jaw back up off the floor. Um, all I could think of was I know it's like a crazy article. All I could think of was I, I was I was ashamed. I, I was embarrassed for her. I I thought this is the most selfish narrative I have heard in a long time. And she even admitted, I guess, at the beginning of this article that at first, you know, when this divorce ha- happened, her her daughter who she had two children, her daughter's very young and would just sob, you know, when it was time for her to leave her mom and, and, uh, you know, go to her dad, even though she loved her dad too. And, uh, you know, amicable divorce, the whole thing. And, you know, then she just justifies everything. She's like, yeah, but now it's just great. You know, we still have those moments occasionally, but it's so great because I get all the me time and, and the kids, they're, they're doing fine. They love it. You know, they're, they're great too. And I just thought this is the cultural narrative, isn't it? It's just whatever you want to do and whatever you can do with you as the center of everything, um, you know, go for it because everything's going to be great and everyone's going to affirm your decisions and, and things are just going to flourish. And it's just, it's, It's a lie. It's just a complete lie. And the word that just kept coming up was selfish, 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 which is the opposite of of the Christian life. And Layla, people are going to hear what you're saying, what we're talking about with regard to divorce, and they're going to say, you're being so judgmental. But I hope that you'll hang with us to understand that this isn't just about the mom. It's not just about the father and the husband, but this has long-term consequences on the kids. And, you know, we know this from the Catholic perspective, marriage is lifelong faith fidelity. It's a permanent, it's meant to be a fruitful commitment that's freely entered into at the altar. And that's why those kids have a right to their mother and father. But you share a different narrative that few people have heard, and I know many are thankful for, of how this has really impacted 
the children into their adult life. Can you share with us kind of why you started writing this book and how you almost stumbled upon this topic? Sure. Um, so I am not divorced and my parents were not divorced. And so I didn't really have any experience with it myself personally. And so I just kind of was going through life happily, 50 years old, and not really understanding that there's a whole other group of people, almost half the population probably, that have this experience of having their families, their their identity, their foundation uh, disrupted and um, shattered. And I didn't really think much about it. I just figured, well, you know, bad things happen to people. And, you know, people who get have their parents get divorced, they just kind of, you know, they adapt to it. It's no big deal. Everybody just moves on. Even though I knew as a Catholic who I've been teaching the faith for 25 years, I knew it was a, a bad thing. But I just never pondered it. And I have a friend who um, is married happily, six kids. And just in our normal conversations, she started to talk to me about certain things in her life that I couldn't relate to, uh, complications that were still occurring in her 40s. And the divorce of her parents uh, had happened when she was a young girl, maybe six or seven. And I thought, this is strange. Like, I, I don't I don't know what she's talking about. I don't have these burdens on my shoulder that she's talking about. Um, and so I started asking her more questions. And after a couple of years... Uh, you know, every now and then hearing these things, I thought, well, somebody's got to talk about this. I, I never knew. And I, I just threw something out there on my social media and I asked people who were the adult children of divorce if they wanted to answer a few questions that I literally just thought up. And I had eight questions. Over 100 people came out of the woodwork, you know, immediately wow. to say, yes, I'll answer them as long as they were anonymous because they don't want to hurt their parents. And that's really key to this book. So, um, so that's how it came about. And it was fascinating because I believe your book came out in 2017, if that's correct. And this is the yes. same time I read this article. Yeah. Uh, from Slate magazine about this mom, part-time mom mm -hmm. and this candid photo of her, you know, excitedly watching her kids leave for the week as she's got her foot kicked up and she can't wait to have that girl time, me time and not appropriate child time. And so it was really striking to see these two narratives as your testimony of these various people were coming out in your book, Primal Loss, and then to see all these articles at the same time about divorce. So what was maybe one of those key things as your eyes were being opened to how intense this long-term impact was, what stood out to you of the silent pain that these children went through and still were going through, and why did they want to remain so anonymous in sharing this information? Mm. This is really the painful part. It just kind of breaks my heart to think about it. Uh, the silence is almost universal. And when these kids are smaller, and, and in the book, I mean, there are divorces at every age, but a lot of them were small. Um, they go along with the narrative of the parents because even if they're shattered by it, even if they feel sick, they feel lost, they feel adrift, they feel um, lonely, just in every way shattered, they can't say that because they're being told that this was the best decision and the adults have the best you know, decision-making process and they know what's what's good for the family. And so they have this conflict of loving their parents um, hating the feelings inside, but realizing it, it must be me because everybody else is saying this is a good thing. Um, 
that kind of torment in a, in a young child and then having to split your identity between two households and two sets of rules and, um, you know, not speaking when you're at this house about that side of the family and not speaking mm-hmm. when you're at that house about the other side of the family. I and mean, there's so much confusion and so much uh, stress and anxiety, and yet they think it's all them because, of course, everybody's moved on and, and everybody's happier. So there's all this turmoil that goes on. And there's silence about it because, of course, if you're seeing your parents l- not be able to really handle their own life, you know, because they had to leave their marriage and maybe one is an abandoned spouse and is, is, is breaking apart and, and falling apart, uh, you're now having to hold that person up and try to make them smile at the same time. Um, there's no real time for you anymore because they're going through a divorce. They're going through all these high stress situations. Then they split apart. Maybe they have new romances. You're trying to hold everyone together and not complain because you've already noticed that love is very fragile and that if people complain too much or if they're not perfect or if they sin or if they displease someone, they could be kicked to the curb. You, you know, they just saw that happen with their parent. So there's so much stress. And there's so much silence. And the reason they don't say anything is because, even as they get into adulthood, is because they love their parents and they don't want to cause any more pain. I had some of the adults say they were terrorized that their parents might find out that they had contributed to this book. Because in real life, they're telling their parents, hey, yeah, no big deal. You know, we all moved on. And hey, you know, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But when they talk to you anonymously, it's a completely different story. Wow, that's Layla Miller, author of the book Primal Loss, which tells the stories of numerous now adult children whose parents had divorced. Layla, as you're talking about this, I'm just kind of thinking about how there's so many arguments for the child will be fine, the child will be resilient. Mm. And at the same time as your book was coming out, and I think you've worked with her as well, Dr. Jennifer Roback Morris has always been a huge advocate for children within the context of marriage and the struggle that divorce has on them. And she often made this comment, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, that basically when two parents divorce, the child uh, feels like half of them is rejected because they are... Uh, that child is both the mother and the father. And so they feel like half of them is not loved, not worthy of that love. Did you see that as a common theme of this kind of low self-esteem with feeling the sense of love in many of these now adults? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, and, and Jennifer Robach Morse is so wonderful. She wrote the foreword to the book, Primal Loss, and it was one of the best, I, I'm not saying this just because I promise, I mean, it was one of the most <laughs> powerful forwards I've ever read. It was all about the divorce fantasy world and how we have right. to keep up that narrative because it, it keeps up the sexual revolution. I mean, we have to have that. Um, but yes, absolutely. I, I know one woman in her 50s in the book said, you cannot know just from reading these words of mine how devastating it is to know that half of you is unacceptable to the other half of your family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, she's, she's in her fifties and, um, her parents got divorced when she was a little girl. She's been carrying that for a very long time. And many, many people had the same, uh, thoughts, which is, uh, you know, they're two people, they're two people and half of them is unacceptable. You know, Layla, we've been talking a lot recently on the show about body image, self-esteem, uh, kind of these unrealistic beauty standards and 
in stimulation of some of the plastic surgery that we've seen going on in the culture right now, I ended up inviting a plastic surgeon on to discuss this on the show a couple of days ago. And it was fascinating because he was talking about how, yes, you know, plastic surgery in certain circumstances can be good, helpful, make people feel more confident and so forth. But there are also times, this is the gift of him being a great surgeon and a deacon of the Catholic Church, where he said, you know, sometimes these wounds are just so deep that any exterior changes aren't going to fix them. And I kept thinking about this deep, struggle and heartbreak that divorce brings for so many children. Can you talk about how in the book you share of instances where some of the adult, now adult children held their breath essentially till the day one of their parents died, hoping that they would be reunited and, you know, back together again and they Mm -hmm. would hold on to that their whole life. Yeah, that was so shocking to me. I didn't realize that that was a deep-seated hope in many of these um, people. And in fact, uh, there there was uh, so similar were some of these entries that uh, later on, and I've gotten to know some of them after they um, submitted their entries. Later on, when I let them all you know read the book and see the book, they thought they were reading their own words, and then they'd get down to the bottom of the paragraph, and it would have someone else's number, and they'd say, "Oh, I thought that was me." But yes, yeah, several of them said it was only when one of their parents died that they gave up the hope decades later that their parents wouldn't get back together. And that was their first thought upon hearing of a parent's death. That's Layla Miller, author of the book Primal Loss. We'll be talking more in just a moment here about the impact divorce has in really concrete ways through the day-to-day marriage of those adults. Timory will be right back. You can reach her on Instagram and Twitter at Timory. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. You can listen to more of Trending with Timory via the Relevant Radio app or at relevantradio.com slash trending. Thanks for being back with us. Now, the number to call in with a question or comment is 1-888-914-9149. And one of you called in just a few moments ago saying that this book and my guest should be a part of marriage preparation for engaged couples. This would be a great book to understand what is the real impact of divorce? My guest today is the author of the book Primal Loss, and she has edited and compiled the stories of now adult children who are coming out sharing their experience of the impact that their parents' divorce had on them all these years later. Layla, I want to unpack more of this impact on specifically how the struggle from the divorce then impacts their own marriages and their adult life and what some of those fears and anxieties and red flags, how they pop up. Can you share with us some stories? Oh, yes. And this is heartbreaking. I use this word so much, um, but there are, um, okay, just as a background. So when I got married, not a child of divorce, was great. You know, I didn't, I didn't think twice. It was like, great. I love this man. We're getting married. Um, it's forever. And that was that these poor people, so many of them come to their marriages with such anxiety. And I never knew that you could have that much anxiety. And, uh, even if you have a good marriage. So like, for example, um, one woman, uh, talked about her fear of abandonment in marriage, um, and, and they never want to get divorced. You know, they they really don't want to repeat what they did, what their parents did to them, to their own children. But they have these irrational fears. One lady said, "I fear more than anything abandonment. It's an irrational fear. My husband is a saint. I do still fear after 32 years of marriage that he will leave. I sometimes despair to the point of suicidal thoughts, feeling I am unworthy of love." 
I ask him constantly if he is mad or if he still loves me. I do have those dark times, and these are agonizing moments. And so one thing that people who are married to the adult children of divorce really have to understand, sometimes their bizarre behavior comes from this almost self-sabotage or this anxiety, Mm. this worry. Um, Another lady was squirreling away money in her sock drawer for years, for the first few years of marriage, thinking, okay, I need to get a studio apartment. I'll probably need to... um, learn how to be a single mom. Uh, how am I going to, nothing was wrong with her marriage. It's just that she knew that at some point one of them was going to leave the marriage mm-hmm. and she was, you know, preemptively trying to, to deal with that. Um, I had one man tell me that he's been testing his wife. You know, he tested, he, they've been married almost, I think 25 years now, testing her, um, playing this game sort of like, I'll, am I going to leave you before you leave me type of thing? Um, I'll keep you at a distance so you can't hurt me. Um, other people say, you know, you don't know how difficult it is to have a stable marriage when you have been taught that love is conditional mm. and that you're so guarded. You're, you're always carrying this fear or this weight um, in your marriage. And a lot of times it's really hard on the marriage because your spouse may not understand what's going on. So if you have millions of these people, millions, millions of children of divorce who are going to get married, and many of them don't even try. I mean, we see that young people don't get married very much anymore. Right. But the ones who do, they've come from a broken foundation already. How are we building up and having strong marriages for a strong society if they don't know how to even deal with conflict? They don't know that marriage um, can overcome these conflicts because they've never seen it. They don't have a role modeling for that. They only have conflict leads to permanent separation. That's, ha- that's what they've learned. That's so Layla Miller, the author of Primal Loss. Layla, I have a couple questions for you I want to throw in here. Um, first, for anyone who's listening, I just want to say this. I know some people who are listening, this is really difficult to hear, especially if this has been your experience or if maybe you're in a marriage and you are surrounded by this experience and you see the pain in the person you love. It's not easy. And so I just want to let you know, like, this is... This is all a gift to have within the context of the Catholic Church. And I know, Layla, you would be a huge advocate to this as well. But I want to talk about a little bit of kind of this maturation process that is stunted uh, for these now adult children, where in some ways they've struggled to maybe mature in certain ways because of the damage of the divorce, but then also at the same time how they're forced to be little adults so soon. And so it's kind of bred in them this fight or flight model of how to function, which you're talking about now in all of these examples of, you know, people preparing to leave the marriage before there's any even slight problem within the marriage. And this kind of fear and needing to run is triggered by so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, overwhelming and it is, and there's so much, um, self doubt and, uh, again, self-sabotage and isolation because they even don't really know why they're they're the way they are. They don't understand what's going on even in their, their own lives because, again, they're, they're still probably propping up the parents um, on either side, still trying to placate everyone. So the, the amount of anxiety and then, you know, moving into depression and, and the lack of trust, uh, you know, if your own father or your own mother left or cheated, how can you hope that your, your spouse won't? So you do, you have this kind of arrested um, emotional development because you never had a completed family. You've never had this security before. Um, so it's it's a real issue. And then 
you know, I, I know there was one lady who, who was in, um, she went two or three times to a divorce attorney, you know, before coming back and realizing I, I cannot do this and then taking that off the table. But, um, what do you do when there's no role modeling? And when the entire culture is telling you that it's fine, um, divorce is fine. Even if you feel like going ahead and, and doing that, there's really no help for you to, um, stay. So it's, it's very tricky. We have, we have, because of the sec- sexual revolution and this divorce narrative, we have really um, contributed to the sabotaging of these marriages. Mm-hmm. Layla, as you're talking, I keep thinking about how we need healing and how ultimately this conversation is both, you know, a warning sign, educational moment for people who have not been in these circumstances, but also it might be scratching deeply at a wound that maybe you thought had scarred over and had faded for all this time. Yet at the same time, maybe many people don't realize why there are trigger points. For example, trigger points that might be, and this was just brought up a moment ago to me, is how even something such as kind of having a teenager in a transitional phase where they're maybe not as emotional or physically present, that can be really hard for an adult who has been through a divorce and that rejection from their own parent. Um, Mm -hmm. Or even the experience of having an empty nest where your children are gone and that fear of being left and abandoned again. Have you seen this come up in some of these stories as well? Oh, absolutely. And and also, I, I, I have to throw this in here, also the loss of faith, because your view of God changes and your view of the faith changes if you come from a divorced family. So your your foundation, you know, temporarily in your own family has been split, but almost always in your faith community, in, in, in the church, if you're raised a Catholic and there's a divorce, and your understanding of who God is. So you have these wounds that are so deep and, you know, you may fill them with alcohol, you may fill them with uh, affairs, um, addictions of other kinds. And um, yes, so when when just regular normal things like a, a distant teen comes in, you know, is part of your life because that's your child, you know, again, you don't have any tools to know how to deal with that or how not to take that very personally. Um, and it's just, it's, it just becomes a great big mess. And, and there has to be healing there. And, um, and that's where... Well, that's where I, you know, we could have a whole other show talking about how to do that, but that that has to come in. And I want to encourage anyone who's listening, maybe this has kind of been a moment where you're scratching again at that wound. You're feeling this very deeply. Uh, just maybe just a couple resources, Layla, that you can mention. I'll mention one, catholictherapist.com. They mm-hmm. are doing great work to start that healing journey. That's an excellent source. Uh, two other sources for teens and young adults, restoredministry.com is fantastic. And then there's lifegiving wounds. Um, I think it's lifegivingwounds.com or .org. I'm not sure, but that's another one for adults and there's a retreat involved. These things are incredible and they're new because a lot of the old stuff really wasn't, really wasn't uh, touching the injustice of the divorce. It was just saying, let's learn to all live with oh. our feelings and it's really no mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. These really get to the fact that it is a wound. It's an injustice that never should have happened to a child. Then we can move forward once we speak that truth. There's a Psalm 27 that I think is so profound to remember in the midst of this culture. It says, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. And mm. it's only within a context of our faith. God as father, as the true, perfect, faithful father, 
where healing can also begin to help from a spiritual perspective as well. And even, you know, the gift, I mean, our Lord, our church is so wise in giving us Our Lady as that perfect mother. I and mean, we are St. John at the cross, receiving the Father and the Mother in that moment, despite all the brokenness and pain that has been experienced, whether or not your parents have been through divorce. And that is the great gift of our faith and a healing balm for what's going on. Yeah, the true, uh, the, the faith, the Catholic faith really has everything that anyone would need for the deepest wounds, especially familial wounds. And we can access that grace. We can access that love. It is absolutely huge. There's a whole section in the book on the, the, the role of faith in healing. And so many of them, thankfully, especially the ones raised Catholic, came back or the ones who weren't, who converted, that was a huge part of their healing was to just understand the faith and and receive the sacraments. You mentioned earlier, Leila, a story about this anxiety and fear that kicks in and how there's always this preparation to leave or always kind of this question with regard to the other person. But I also think about this in relation to the confusion um, we're creating with kind of this living together, shacking up culture and how so mm-hmm. often, you know, we have that same fear and anxiety and confusion. Um, we see in a lot of the studies that, that people who move in together before marriage, they're kind of always planning a way out or not revealing themselves totally because they're afraid that it might be rejected by the other person. How much do you think that the living together culture is influenced? Oop, did we lose Layla? Oops, I'm right oh, here. there we go. I can hear you now. Sorry, go ahead. So I was just saying that with this kind of moving in together, shacking up culture and that kind of the fears and anxieties that are fueled uh, within that, we hear a lot of statistical information about how people who live together before marriage often mm. don't feel like they can fully reveal themselves to the other person because this, there's this fear of the other person walking out. You know, they maybe agree to disagree often and won't engage in arguments because there's that lack of commitment there. How much do you mm. think the divorce culture Uh, has impacted this same instance of living together before marriage? Well, everybody's so gun shy and everybody's so guarded and everybody's so insecure and worried. And, um, you know, anytime you've seen a misuse of human sexuality and divorce is a misuse of human sexuality. It's not just, um, oh, somebody made a decision to be happy somewhere else, living somewhere else. It's all connected back, as Peter Kreef says, you know, it's all connected back to sex. Um, and so, you know, when you see a dysfunctional use of sex in marriage, um, you don't know anything about the proper order, the created order of things at that point. Um, you're going to perpetuate that in other ways. You're going to, uh, uh, you, you don't know how to do marriage, so you're going to try this other thing. And this other thing, as we know, statistically, is going to um, make it more likely that you will get divorced if you do get married to this person because it's kind of like this trial run. And, uh, and that, that's, that doesn't work. It's not a full commitment. It's just kind of using people. Um, with the idea that we can we can use the marital act and 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 be part of that and then um, but only on a trial basis well that's an absolute contradiction uh, as well as a grave sin uh, no grace there so uh, yeah it just all seems to compound itself and and women especially you know they're looking for love in all the wrong places because they've seen love end in their own parents' marriage, and, and that's just devastating for them to see. And so, um, you know, th- they'll do they'll do what they can to want to kind of latch on to a, a guy who might 
who might cherish them in the way that they didn't see happen in their own home and uh, they'll compromise on things and um, you know it's all just a recipe for disaster and there's no 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 stability it's it's not part of the created order and anytime you go away from the natural law and the created order you are going to find just disaster and that's what we're seeing all around us all around us in the culture now that's Layla Miller, the author of the books Primal Loss and of the recent book Impossible Marriages Redeemed. It's a different marriage, or sorry, different narrative on the topic of marriage and divorce that we need. The perspective of the children and the perspective of people who have stuck through in the midst of difficult and what were perceived impossible situations. You can find her and her work at LaylaMiller.net. We'll be sure to link to that on RelevantRadio.com forward slash trending where you can listen to the podcast after the show. You can listen to more of Trending with Timory via the Relevant Radio app or at RelevantRadio.com slash trending.